Colleen Shaddix, and this is The Workup, a series of podcasts about health issues that concern you. Today in our series about taking care of your mental health during the pandemic, we're going to talk about the challenges of being separated from a loved one who's in a nursing home. We're talking with Dr. Kirsten Wilkins, an associate professor of psychiatry at Yale, who specializes in geriatrics. Welcome, Dr. Wilkins. Thank you. It's good to be here. Knowing how COVID-19 has been spreading in these facilities, how are family members coping with that? I think people are experiencing a lot of understandable anxiety. I think there's anxiety about their loved one in the nursing home possibly getting sick. And there's also the anxiety of knowing that a loved one in a nursing home who may already be experiencing social isolation is now even more isolated as so many nursing homes are not allowing visitors. So I think people are are trying to find ways to stay connected to loved ones despite that physical distance. And, you know, we talked a little bit before we started recording about how a lot of us are using technology to keep in touch with people, but technology is is not all that accessible in a lot of nursing homes. So what strategies are people using to get around that? Yeah, that's a really great point. I think we've all become quite reliant on our smartphones and our uh, Zoom meetings, but these things are not always accessible to people in nursing homes. And so I think families are finding that they're going back to methods of communication that worked very well prior to the onset of all of these really wonderful technologies. Simple things like telephone calls, sending cards, sending letters, sending pictures, sharing fond memories with their loved one. All of these are ways to stay connected despite the lack of technology. Deciding that it's time for a nursing home is very often an emotionally fraught decision for the person going, for their family. Are families kind of reliving some of that now? You know, I thought that this was the safest option for mom, but now it's not really a safe place. Yes, absolutely. I think putting a loved one in a nursing home is often a, a decision that you said it's it's fraught with a lot of emotions and a common emotion during that process is guilt. And so loved ones may be experiencing a resurgence of that guilt now. It was difficult enough to place a loved one in a facility and now to feel as though they may be at higher risk for being in that facility can cause a lot of guilt. Nursing homes are staffed by people who are overburdened on good days these aren't good days. How can families kind of interact with staff to both reassure themselves, to advocate for their residents, to do the best that they can do without actually being there? Great question. I think the the caregivers in the nursing home setting are often unsung heroes and overlooked in many ways during this time. And so I think families can help both the caregivers as well as their loved ones by reaching out you know, expressing their thanks for the caregivers, sending them a card or letter of appreciation can go a long way. And developing that relationship with the caregiver can also help their loved one in the nursing home. So being able to share with a caregiver at a nursing home what your loved one enjoys doing, what kind of music do they like, what kinds of television programs do they enjoy, can actually help the caregiver provide better care. And most people that work in nursing home settings do that because they really love working with older adults and they want to help make that experience as pleasurable as it possibly can, you know, being in that setting. So developing relationships with those frontline healthcare providers can actually help both the care provider as well as the the resident of the nursing home themselves. 
what can family members do not just to take care of their relative in the nursing home, but to kind of take care of themselves a little bit, you know, as they face that stress of worrying about a parent, an aunt, a grandparent? Yes, that's such a such an important point. We always use the uh, analogy, you have to put your own mask on before you can help others. And that is absolutely true for family members of relatives in nursing homes. These are unusual and difficult times. And we have to really give ourselves a break and acknowledge the challenges that we're facing and all of the emotions that accompany those challenges. I think talking to people is extremely important and being in touch with other people who are going through the same thing can be particularly helpful. So, you know, you might ask your nursing home if they have a family support group or if they know of other caregivers that are eager to be in touch with each other to share strategies, how they're coping. There may be local support groups that may be available to you virtually or online at a time like this. And I think just knowing that you're not alone, that many people, you know, across the state of Connecticut and, and the country are experiencing these same concerns and, and kind of talking to each other and just having that support can be really helpful. It's a time to really lean on your, your own family and friends as well. You know, these decisions to place loved ones in a nursing home are often made as a family. And so being sure to be in touch with and lean on your family members during this time is is extremely important. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm Colleen Shaddix for the Connecticut Health Investigative Team. You've been listening to The Workup, produced by Headstepper Media. If you'd like to learn more about the stories the team's following, visit us at c-hit.org.